You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Where else would you rather be than right here? The Bills beat the Dolphins 37-20 today in Miami to go 7-3 on the season and keep the top wildcard spot in the AFC. Hello everyone, welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Nate and we are going to discuss the Bills defeating the Miami Dolphins handily I might say, defeating them handily to 37-20. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our great followers on Twitter. And also, again, a new drawing for the John Brown signed jersey. Yes, we still we still don't have a winner for the signed John Brown jersey. It's like the, all these people went through all this work to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, to leave a review, to retweet, to share, to like, or whatever. But I, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. It's going great, Nate. That was the game of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I'm glad. I guess you guys aren't too upset that you missed last week's recap. Or not. I wouldn't say you guys missed it as much as I had to reschedule it. But really, uh, this is going to be a much more fun game to discuss than that, that loss to the Browns last week. Um. I just wanted to give some thoughts uh, on the on the game. This was by far, at least in my opinion, the most convincing win that the Bills had this season, right? I mean, this was this was the highest point total that they've had um, since even since their uh, the last time the the two teams faced each other. And if you remember that game, the Bills were only up by three points when the Dolphins were kicking an onside kick and they lost it. Micah Hyde returns it. This weird, crazy inter or recover onsides kick recovery that turns into a touchdown and the bills end up winning by 10, which is, you know, a little bit inflated score. If you ask me, because I think they only really won by three and we were all after that game, like, Hey, wait a minute. I thought the dolphins were the worst team in the league. How come the bills are only winning by a score or so? And then, you know, this game comes around, you know, the dolphins coming off of winning two in a row. And you're like, is this dolphins team going to, pull one out of the bills or are the bills going to easily comfortably win this one. And I want to say it was more of, uh, of the latter. And, uh, and I, and I feel good after this one. How about you guys? Yeah, the bills really needed a win like this. And I think it's coming at a good time to, um, back end of the season. Um, they do have some tougher games coming up. Um, I, I think it's just, they really needed that. It seems like they finally, I want to say clicking on all cylinders, both sides of the ball. I just you hate to see the special giving up the special teams touchdown, but the defense, right? Seven sacks, 
Um, only allowed 23 yards rushing. That was great to see. And I think it was Allen's maybe his best game as a pro. Yeah, absolutely. All, all, the, all. Well, two out of the three phases of the game, I think they dominated in. It seemed, and I think even like you were saying, Mike, if it wasn't for that special teams gaffe, I mean, the score would be a lot. There'd be a lot larger of a margin of victory for the Bills in today's win. So it was good to see. Um, really not taking anything away from it. Do you think, do you think at all that the loss last week to the Browns may have helped fuel this victory? Because I'm not sure if the Bills just barely beat the Browns. Maybe they don't come out as on fire as they did. I think that they really felt like they should have won last week's game and they should have, but I think they changed a few things like, you know, Brian, they got Devin Singletary involved early in the game and often as opposed to just sprinkling him in, you know, or just not getting a chance to even get, get to him in the game plan. I mean, he had over, he had 15 carries today on the game and uh, four targets. So that was nice. That's something that I would love to see Devin Singletary get each week. Um, Brian Dable was up in the booth this week, something that I don't believe he's ever done before. So maybe the loss last week kind of sparked some, some changes um, offensively, and I'm sure defensively, as you said, Mike, seven sacks, that's not something that they've ever done this season. In fact, uh, it's the highest sack total they've had since last season they played against the uh, Houston Texans. I think the coaching, though, is very good about being process-based, not outcome-based, right? So Houska's kick goes in the Bills' win. I still think everybody in the building would know that you just just skated through that game and changes needed to be made. Now, whether it's devil going upstairs, getting Singletary the ball, I think it was evident to us as fans and hopefully the coaching staff that changes needed to be made. Man, I, I just I really wish they would have gotten that game last week. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I understand you're trying to, to put a positive spin on it, but hopefully all those same adjustments would have been made and you'd have one more win. Yeah, I think it's almost even more indicative of them going back and watching tape of the previous Dolphins game because they got run on pretty good in that game. And then, like you said, only 23 yards rushing this game. The offense did better. I, I think they made changes a lot based on the first game against Miami. You know, one thing that can't be understated is I was, I was reading something on Twitter. I can't remember, honestly, who tweeted it, but they were saying that the second game against another team in fact, I'm sorry. It was the Nick and Nolan podcast on our podcast network. I have to give them credit. <laughs> it wasn't something I saw on Twitter. It was a podcast I listened to on our network. And they were mentioning that the second game against a quarterback really tells you how good the quarterback is. You think about Brian Flores. He's a head coach for the Dolphins. He's a defensive-minded guy, right? This is the second time he's seen Josh Allen. And so he has tape on him. He's faced him already. How does Allen respond to what Brian Flores is going to do because John, you mentioned having tape on him, you know, seeing things for the second time. How do you adjust? How do you, how do you game plan against someone like Josh Allen? And no matter what Brian Flores threw at him, I mean, he just, he, he looked really good. I wouldn't say, you know, he looked spectacular, but you know, people have been flip-flopping between gunslinger and game manager. I would say he was much more of uh I guess a game manager with a lot of upside. I guess you would say no turnovers again today. So a really heady game by Josh Allen. He ran the ball, but he didn't run it too much. He ran it when it was smart to run it, and he got touchdowns on those plays and didn't take too many hits. There was Game manager? What are you talking about? 
Oh, there's there's been a lot of criticism for Josh Allen being um, game, turned into a game. In the game. If you listen to Sal Marana at the Democrat and Chronicle, he's like, they're turning him into Tyrod Taylor. Like, don't throw the ball. Don't throw interceptions. And I'm like, I don't think they're doing that, Sal. I think that's a little too much. I think that that's I think that they're trying to limit the mistakes, but I don't think they're trying to neuter him. And they, that today was evident of that. He threw a lot of passes today. He had a great game offensively passing. I mean, of course, they're trying to limit the mistakes, right? And it's it's paying amazing dividends. He has 163 passes without a pick. But and today, no fumbles, yeah. no sacks. Yeah, I was I was happy with him. Like I said, responding to the second time facing a team, a fiend, a team yeah, but that has I a mean, great how defense. Much stock can you like it, it, that goes both ways? I think too, right? Like coaches in this league, you need each game i don't think miami was sitting on anything for the second game right like it it's the same advantage for the bills for allen to be like hey what'd they do the first time around true true but i bet you they were going to switch up some things show him some things that he wasn't ready to see yet that he didn't that they didn't show him the first time trying to confuse him like um i mean i'm sure and plus they have tape on on Josh, as far as like the losses that the Bills have had, or wherever he struggled between the Eagles game and the Browns game, and things that he couldn't handle, things that he didn't do very well last week. John, deciding vote. We're gonna have to go with Mike on this one. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's cool, guys. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks. Um, really miss you guys not being here last week. It was really unfortunate that we couldn't get together and. And share each other's opinions. No, no, I, I, I don't know. I just, I know that the Dolphins don't even have an amazing defense or anything like that. But it was just good to see him not run into because I feel like you know, like we used to play Ryan Tannehill. I feel like we owned Ryan Tannehill. We had the book out on Ryan Tannehill. It was like these are the things he does well, and these are the things he doesn't do well. And we always seem to take advantage of the things that he didn't do well. But Josh, but in another team's attempt to try to take away these things that Josh did. Well, they couldn't, they just couldn't. So I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with lack of talent. They, they, they had a number of injuries today, defensively, especially, but, um, but uh, I mean, on offense again, like I mentioned, Singletary was involved early and often. It was funny with this game in general. I tweeted that like the bills actually made this whole, like quote unquote offense thing. Like it just didn't look so difficult today. I feel like in a lot of weeks past, it was just like, man, how hard is it to score 20 points? Like, I feel like they're making this into, like, some sort of excruciating math equation that they need, you know, Matt Damon to answer, you know, and his night shift at, at Harvard. It's like, no, it's not that tough. Like, just there's ways to score. Other teams do it all the time. They score over 20 points. It's not that difficult. So this was this was one of those games for that defense, I thought, got pressure early and often. This was a great coming out game for the Bills defensive line and blitzing. Um, finally taking advantage of a week of another team's weak offensive line. And, you know, special teams just minus Hauschka, minus Hauschka, which was which was a huge bounce back game for him. Three for three for field goals today, hit all of his extra points. Um the Bills coverage team blew. <laughs> they just they couldn't they couldn't cover anything. They were they looked awful. <laughs> so it was just I was, it, it almost reminded me of, I feel like we've said this a few times in our recap podcast. It almost kind of reminded me of a Danny Crossman special teams unit. What'd you guys think? Yeah, it was pretty bad, Nate. Do you guys, here's a quick quiz. Do you guys even know who the Bills special teams coach is right now? Isn't it like Heath something or something like that? Yes. 
<laughs> Mike, do you want to finish that one? No, see, not not that noticeable, right? Not that memorable. What? Not that memorable. Heath Farwell. Heath Farwell coming to me? No, no. Well, I mean, Heath Farwell better pick it up, or he might be saying farewell, or we might be saying farewell to Heath Farwell <laughs> at the end of this season. No, I don't think I don't think McDermott's going to fire him, even if he has it, because at least he's not as bad as last season. But it's just not as much of an upgrade as I would have hoped. Luckily, it didn't cost him the game. There was a huge, what was that, 101-yard return by the Dolphins, and then another really long return, too. The Dolphins could, you know, put together any sort of offense. They would have easily taken advantage of it, and they didn't end up doing it. So, I thought, the, I mean, the onside kick really could have hurt them, too. Oh, the and one. I think that comes down to coaching. Great point, Mike. I forgot about the onside kick. The one, the one that was right after their first score, their first touchdown, was it the second quarter or first quarter? Yeah. They were not ready for that. Not only that, the kick, have you ever seen a kicker recover his own onside kick? Christy did it no. for the comeback game. Did he really? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so it's happened twice. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you're right, Mike. I forgot about the onside kick recovery. I mean, that was just, like you said, that was just those guys were not prepared for that or ready for it or thought it might even possibly happen. And, you know, good on the Dolphins for doing that. I mean, you have nothing to lose. If it was if it was me and I was in the same position, it's like bring out all the trick plays. Do whatever you have to do. Try to pull out a victory. Who knows? So let's go into our stats of the game for today's game, for today's victory against the Miami Dolphins. Well, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. Forty percent of all people know that. So the Buffalo Bills going in just okay, okay, okay. Let's do a quick quiz on the Bills season thus far. So the Bills are seven and three. Before this, they had a certain number of sacks. They had seven sacks in today's game. What was the average amount of average number of sacks per game they were doing? The Bills defense was getting before today's game. So average number of sacks per game before today's game. They got seven today, which was obviously a high. Average number of sacks. You got to give me a decimal point, so feel free to do that if you want to. If you want to go whole number, the other person wants to go, like you guys always do, you know, 0.1 over, 0.9 under, whatever you do. Who who won last time? Mike? All right, Mike, you go first. How many sacks per game? You're going to penalize success? Yep. How many sacks per game? (laughs) This isn't Russia. (laughs) I should defer to John. No, it's it's kind of like the draft where like the worst team goes first, but not first as far as guessing. They get the advantage, so it's it's confusing. Comrade. One point seven three. One point seven three. One point seven four. John's right. It was <sighs> two point four four sacks per game. So they had twenty two on the season before today's game. So only averaging roughly two and a half sacks per game. Not great. Uh, but now they're ninth in the league with 29 sacks after today's game. So pretty impressive by the Bills defense. Hopefully this is a sign of things to go. Maybe they figured out the pass rush, which has, in my opinion, been an issue all season. On the Bills side of the ball, passing, obviously, you have Josh Allen, 21 for 33, 256 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and two rushing touchdowns. Man, this was a good game if you had Josh Allen as your quarterback in fantasy. Leading the ball, or leading the the Bills rushing the ball, Devin Singletary, 15 carries for 75 yards, five yards a clip. 
for Devin Singletary on the on the day. Just making something out of nothing. Two fumbles. Yeah, yeah, John. I guess <laughs> two fumbles. How many lost? They're very lucky that they that neither one of those were recovered from the Miami. The Bills seem if it's not if it's not Josh Allen fumbling the ball, somebody else tries to tries to take up for him, tries to fill that void, if you will. Josh Allen had seven rushes for fifty six yards, eight yards per rush. Frank Gore, 11, 11 carries for 27 yards, two and a half yards per carry. A rough game for, for Frank Gore, but I mean, that's not what he's known for. He's not known for getting big chunks of yardage. So, And leading receiver, and also the the man whose jersey we're going to auction off yet again, raffle off, John Brown, nine receptions for 137 yards and two touchdowns on 14 targets. Amazing game for John Brown. Easily Josh Allen's favorite target. Next on the list is four is Cole Beasley, four receptions for 38 yards on four targets, four for four. Dawson Knox had two receptions on three targets, 32 yards, and that one touchdown, that one really great touchdown. And the Bills, I mean, just just a, a great game by the Bills defensively. Let's let's start listing off the sacks. Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano combined for us. For one sack, so they each had half a sack. Starla Tulale, the, the the famous fans, Bills fans punching bag, Starla Tulale had one sack today, two tackles for loss. Jordan Phillips with another sack today. Shaq Lawson with a sack. Ed Oliver with a sack. Jerry Hughes with a sack. Corey Legit with a sack. Lots of sacks. Everyone was getting in the mix today. Great game by the Bills defensive line. And the Dolphins side of the ball. We have Ryan Fitzpatrick, 32 for 45, 323 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Kalen Balaj, Mike, Mike mentioned this earlier. The the Dolphins only had 23 yards rushing on the day, which is unbelievable. Kalen Balaj had nine attempts for nine yards and uh, one touchdown. One yard per carry. One yard per carry today. But uh, receiving-wise, I mean, Devontae Parker had an amazing game against the Bills. Seven receptions for 135 yards on 10 targets. We're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into our plays of the game and our wall of famers and wall of shamers. So stick around. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike, to discuss the Buffalo Bills defeating dominating 
the Miami Dolphins, 37 to 20. And uh, to be honest, guys, I was a little worried about Steven Hauschka this week. He missed two clutch field goals last week, and I wasn't sure if this was going to be the start of a trend downward or if he was going to be able to bounce back. Did you Were you guys worried at all going to this game about Steven Hauschka's performance? I don't think I was worried yet, um, but you know it was in the back of my mind for sure. I think he's built up enough goodwill in the league and in Buffalo. I think he's still one of the premier kickers. Yeah, I'm still in a wait and see sort of opinion. I, I definitely want. I, I hope this is. I hope this is what we see for the rest of the season. We'll see. Right now, um, there's a few stats that I wanted to go over that I, I uh, that were kind of important as far as the Bill season go goes. Like John John Brown, right now he holds the following franchise records. He holds uh, most receiving yards. Uh, in a player's first 10 games with Buffalo for 817. He has the most consecutive 50-plus yard games to open a season with 10. He has the most consecutive four-catch 50-yard games with 10. I don't know. That's kind of specific, but um, Ed Oliver has sacks in both of the Bills games versus Miami's this season, making him the first Bill to do so since Mario Williams in 2014. And this was the most sacks in the day, the most by uh, the Bills since a seven-sack day last season against the Houston Texans, two touchdowns, ties John Brown's career high for a single game. So a lot of records were tied today. It was a great game offensively. Now let's go into our plays of the game. So let's do our sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game. Sweet, sassy, molassy. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. So I'll go first on this one. Um, I I don't know if it's something that you necessarily it automatically comes to mind. I mean, it would be amazing if there was just one specific sack that that looked better than all the sacks. It was great to see Ed Oliver get his second sack because his first one was kind of part of a weird busted play against the Dolphins, where like the wide receiver became the quarterback or whatever. It was kind of a a weird way to get his first sack in the NFL. But today, today's sack for Ed Oliver was an amazing play. But that's not my sweet sassy molassy play of the game. Mine is going to go to Josh Allen's touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. And what I loved about this play and why it was my play of the game is because I mentioned earlier the defenses are trying to zero in on what Josh Allen doesn't do well. And there's a lot to be said. Josh Allen does not do well in the face of pressure. And on that play specifically, they went cover zero. They... Um, at least I believe it was cover zero. I'm not a football expert, but they basically had everyone cover and they, they brought an all out blitz. It was single man coverage, I believe. And then Dawson Knox was, was out there covered by, I believe a safety. He caught the ball, ran for a touchdown. I mean, Josh Allen, the face of pressure of them loading the box and bringing the house, he was able to find the open guy and, uh, and ended up scoring a touchdown. And hopefully this is a sign like we always mention with Josh Allen, an improvement, a sign of things to come, that he's improving, especially when it comes to pressure, being in his face, finding the open guy, finding the hot read or whatever it, it goes. He did not just throw it up to John Brown like he did last week when they brought a lot of pressure or he didn't roll out. And, you know, it was just, I don't know, that that was something I th- that to me shows some progress with Josh Allen. And that's obviously what we look for every week. What can he improve in? What can he get better in? And the fact that he's showing progress at all, I mean, I don't know. Just just makes me just makes me feel good inside. How about you, John? What was your play of the game for today's win? I think I'd go with the the Josh Allen pass to John Brown, the long one down the right sideline. 
uh, where he was looking to his left and he had a defender that was coming up on him and he, he turned and he threw a really beautiful pass to John Brown and they, he just finished it and ran it in the end zone. Love that play. That was that was another amazing play. Another amazing pass by Josh Allen today, throwing a frozen rope over to John Brown. Mike, what about you? Neither of those are correct. The play of the game was when it was 23-14. It was seven minutes to go in the third quarter. The Bills are facing a third and seven, and Allen runs it in to make it 30-14. to That, to me, the Bills never looked back at that point. The Dolphins were trying to play catch up, just trying to pass, pass, pass to get back in the game. That was the play that sealed it for me. That was a good one. Oh, all all good plays. All good touchdowns. Oh. So, <laughs> all Josh Allen plays. All Josh Allen plays, exactly. Making the plays only to... thing I did, you remember my play. Oh, the one where John Feliciano jumped on top of the back of Josh Allen after the touchdown? That always makes me a little nervous. <laughs> I don't like people jumping on me, like my lower back, you know? <laughs> well, you're also... you guys ever see that and wonder about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time. Like, why would you do that? His poor back, right? Then you also have to remember he's like 22, right? So he's, he's got at least another 10 years before that back is just giving way with the... How much does Feliciano weigh? Oh God, you're right. Okay, so weight wise, you're talking three, three, three bills, right? Easily, on top yeah, of his. Back. I mean, you could be in the par- the absolute prime day, not even the year of your the best physical day of your life moment. And if somebody jumps like that, and you you try and catch them out away from your body just a little bit, or oh wow, jeez, yeah. oh jeez, something oh. wrong, jeez. Oh. I'm just, you just see all the clips of people celebrating. Like um, after a sack, they celebrate and they get injured. They're out for the year. Or, oh, the kicker kicks a field goal, celebrates, he's done for the year. Like It'd be so easy for one of these offensive linemen to jump in the arms of the quarterback and like, uh, tweak his back. Yeah, done. yeah, definitely. That makes me cringe. The more you talk about it, it's like, ugh, like, yeah, that's scary. What about what about when like guys on defense, they have a big sack, they like they like slam helmets together? And I'm like, bro, like just just a little bit less like like i know you're pumped after that play just like a slap on the helmet maybe a slap on the ass i don't know something better than a potential the NFL, man you file that away for 30 years from now when you get sued by that player like ah <laughs> Corey <Right>? legion does <laughs> Ferrat like rammed his head in, uh into like the the back of the end zone the padding over there and he knocked himself out or something like that after a score yes I remember that. Was he a Detroit Lion? Gus Farratt, I believe. Which of teams, I think, didn't he? Well, I think that was that one was with. The, yeah, me. I don't know who it was with, but yeah, I remember him going. Yeah, him him headbutting the. Uh, he thought it was padded. It just wasn't padded enough, and he hit it just perfectly. <laughs> you guys remember that Seahawks player, that like special teamer that was coming out of the tunnel and was just so psyched he hit himself with his own helmet. He was just bleeding from the nose and forehead. Um, and protect your heads, faces. Yeah, who was the kicker that jumped up after kicking a game-winning field goal and tore his ACL? Who was that, Mike? The famous, uh, the brothers. What I don't they? know, Nate. The kick- <laughs> they were famous kickers in the 90s. Like Grammatica? Grammatica, yes. It was one of the Grammaticas. Yes. Yes. The Grammatica's got to be having some children coming through the NFL soon, right? I mean, that was forever ago. Bills could use a Grammatica. Vinny um, Grammatica? Vinny? Martin? Martin Grammatica? Uh, so I mean in saying that you know plays the game let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at the DeLago Casino and Resort 
If you guys haven't been there, you should definitely check it out. It's a cool place. Um, we are going to record a podcast or two between now and the end of the season there. We'll let you guys know in advance. Follow us on social media. If you guys aren't following us on Twitter, please do so at CTW Pod. It's at Circling the Wagons Pod. Instagram, same thing. Facebook, just search Circling the Wagons Podcast. We'll let you guys know when we're going to do that. They said uh, the nice people at uh, Delago said they were going to have some swag to give away for, uh, for any of the listeners. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it would be, it's just going to be a cool time. Mike, Mike, do you know you're what to have to I was going to say you got to swing by and swing by DraftKings and cash in your over, right? Oh, Bills I'm I'm almost to there. Begin the year, six and a half wins and this already better record than last year and put you in the money. So, okay. So, I got it when it was seven wins. So, I well, have I know. I know it was six and a half wins for the longest time. And then when I finally made a bet on it, it was seven wins. So I'm at a push right now. When did you do it? When they were three and zero? No, no, it was like right before the season. For some reason, the, I think it was because everyone was betting the over on that that the, that the line just kind of shifted to seven because they were just and it and it wasn't a lot of money. Like this is like I I, I mean I'll, I'll completely disclose how much money I, I bet a hundred dollars. If I win, I win only sixty dollars. I mean, I win $160. Excuse me. I win $160, but, you know, only 60 net profit, which is kind of crappy if you think about it. You know, all things considered, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, so one more win. Maybe it's against the Denver Broncos this next week, the 3-7 and seven Denver Broncos. But, yeah, remember last time we got – I was just mentioning this on the recap last week that uh, we, we bet a parlay at DraftKings at the sportsbook. And we bet the two separate games, and it was it was crazy. Like we won all three, and uh, and normally I don't care about like it was like the Jets Browns game. It's like who cares, you know? Um, but you know we had a parlay to, to that one in the Chiefs Raiders game. We hit them both, and that's pretty sweet, you know. So Wall of Famer for today's game, Mike. Do you want to go first on this one? I was trying to think back to the when you're telling me about all the money we won. I'm like, man, I didn't I didn't make that much. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remembered you guys fronted me the money anyway, so yeah. you had to get that back. Yeah, that's right. You didn't win that much overall because we had to front. Yeah, John fronted right. most of it. John had the cash. John was money bags that day. It was like what well, we wanted to bet like twenty five bucks a piece, and like I only had like twenty. <laughs> Mike had zero, and John's like, "Don't worry, I got the rest. I got the other." It's a cashless society. <laughs> Uh, what's also I'm ahead of the game. Go ahead. What? <laughs> yeah, you can't bet with Bitcoin, okay? <laughs> like <you can't... laughs> cryptocurrency isn't a thing yet that you could just. <laughs> uh, but what's cool is since it's, uh, unfortunately mobile betting isn't legal yet, so you literally have to go to the DraftKings sportsbook to bet. But what's cool is it's really only like one of four places in New York State that does it. And if you live upstate, if you live in upstate New York like we do. I mean, it's a hell of a lot closer than Vegas, which Vegas is literally the only play, the only other place I've ever made bets on games. So um, the fact that it's really in your own backyard, it's only a short drive away, like that's pretty cool. Um, something that we that we don't normally have. So, um, so yeah, Mike, you didn't win much that day, but you didn't put much in. You didn't put anything in, basically. But <laughs> it's like, oh, this amazing thing happened. Oh, this amazing thing happened, and this amazing thing happened, and it wasn't. One, two, three. It was like all three had to happen. Yeah. And thinking back to high school, like, wow, that's a hell of a long odds. It should pay off. It should pay off. And all my money went to you guys. <laughs> yeah. 
So I did put ten bucks on the Bills winning the Super Bowl. So that's like an eighty to one thing. So that's that's like eight hundred bucks, which it won't happen. I mean, not that it won't happen because it won't happen just because I bet on it. Like it's not because the Bills don't have a good enough team to do it. It's just because I bet on it. it. Probably won't happen. But normally, you know, my stance on betting on the Bills is bet against them, so that if they win, you win, and if they lose, you win. You know, so excuse me. Anyways, what was the what was the point spread on this game, Mike? Do you remember? No. I want to say it was nine and a half points. Bills were favored by nine and a half points. I could definitely see Vegas getting back at the Bills for screwing them last time. <laughs> the Bills were seventeen point favorites last time, and they're like, you know what? Screw these guys. It's we're only going to give them nine and a half point favorites, and then the Bills actually win, score seventeen points more than the other team, completely cover. So if you bet on the Bills at the uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago to in the over, then you won some money. So not bad. So I'm going to go first then on my wall of famer since Mike keeps stalling. Wall. I'm going to give my. It's Josh Allen. It's got to be. <laughs> Continue. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, who else would it be? He had the career high passer rating at 117.7. To have no turnovers to continue that streak, yeah, yeah, I was with got... three rushing. Like, where else could you go? Yeah, no, he looked he looked great. He's going to be my wall of famer for today's game. Um, yeah, just just a great game. But this is another game. This is how I want to see Josh Allen perform against bad teams. And then you know, the more experience he gets, the more games he gets under his belt. Maybe he'll start showing this against good teams too, or against mediocre teams. Against you know. Just this, I feel. I feel like he, he for the most part dominated today. So, John, what about you? Is 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 it consensus Wall of Fame for all three of us, Josh Allen, or do you have uh, do you have someone else you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, it's Josh Allen for sure. Um, uh, def- there's definitely a number of honorable mentions. I mean, you got John Brown, nine one thirty seven, two touchdowns. He had a fumble recovery. The Bills' offensive line allowed no sacks, almost five yards per carry rushing for the Bills' offense. And then we already talked about the defense, seven sacks, eight different players, only allowed 23 yards rushing. Uh, it was just a really good day for the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, John Brown also, I got to give honorable mention to John Brown. Had a hell of a game today. I don't think when we signed John Brown that we would have thought that he'd be putting up better numbers than like Odell Beckham Jr., you know, in the Browns offense, but he has. He's been looking great. So um, really glad we got him. Imagine, imagine just for a moment if we had like – a Julio Jones or something opposite of John Brown. John Brown was our second receiver. Like we would be unstoppable. You have two of these, or even another John Brown. I don't even care if it's Julio Jones necessarily. Just another guy like John Brown. That'd be unbelievable. Offense would be unstoppable. So now let's go into our wall of shame for today's game. Who do we think deserves to be put on the wall of shame? Shame. 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 I have one. Can I go first, guys? You don't care, right? You don't care. You don't give a shit. I'm going to put the Bill special, special team. Head coach. <laughs> <sighs> yes, special teams. <laughs> special teams and special teams coaching. Yes, yes, correct. Correct. That's exactly what I was going to say. It was really the huge. It was really, in my opinion, and I. I think we've pretty much alluded to that this whole podcast. It was the biggest hole in today's game. Man, when you have 
like I my opinion on special teams has always been if if ninety percent of them are unnoticeable, like they just happen. Like you have some decent runbacks, but not too many. You have some decent coverage, nothing too bad. But when they're like really great, they like transform games. But when they're really crappy, they also transform games. And it was luckily the Bills just dominated offensively and defensively. That what what happened on the special teams did not matter whatsoever. So, yeah, Wall of Shame has to, has to go to special teams. So Mike obviously clearly believes that too. John, yourself? I agree. Three for three consensus. This never happens. This never happens on our podcast. Awesome. So let's go to Twitter where our – you know what I've started to, to realize? And, and I appreciate everyone that writes in to our Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame tweet that we post after each game every week. If you're not following us, please please do. SCTW Pod, which is Circling the Wagons Pod. And we always get some really great responses, like as soon as the game's done. And I know, because our listeners are that good, that they're like thumbing these, they're putting down some thoughts into it, and they're really putting together some interesting takes each week. So I really appreciate one that goes through that, because we're starting to get a lot of the same people over and over again. So I think they really, maybe they just really enjoy hearing their name on the podcast. You know, who wouldn't? You know, we're all vain. You know, we all like... I like hearing our names and in something, knowing that we're special. But th- there's been some really great takes. I really appreciate everyone tweeting into us. So Mike Taylor is in for like the tenth week in a row. Mike Taylor writes: Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, John Brown, the Run D. Wall of Shame, special teams. Right there with you. Josh Allen had great touch this game. Great bounce back for Dable and the play calling, and Hauschka going three for three. Great all around effort. Absolutely, 100% agree. Friends of the Feathered tweets in Hall of Wall of Fame, the D line, Oliver and Newbie Legit. And praise for dominating an overmatched O line that they should have dominated. Haven't seen that in recent years. That is a great point brought up there. Because they should have dominated them that same way the first meeting and they didn't. Wall of Shame goes to special teams, except for Hauschka, which I hundred percent agree. I might even give uh Bahorquez, you know, an exception on that one. I don't think he had that bad of a game today either. Devin Brown. Wall of Fame, John Brown. Wall of Shame for the special teams and myself for not starting Josh Allen in fantasy this week. Ooh. Ah, that was a Devin, that was a key matchup, man. Key matchup against a crappy team. (laughs) Josh Allen must have had like what, 35, 40 points today? Eric writes, fame to the offense and whoever put Brian Dable in the penalty box upstairs. (laughs) I don't I don't know. I don't know this reference specifically, but he said Pinties for making the worst Buffalo Wings ever. I don't know Pinties, Pinties maybe, Pinties, Pinties. Not familiar with that, but uh, definitely not sponsor this podcast or partner, so <laughs> we can trash Pinties ever, however we want. Jeffrey Waddy is in. The cone of shame is removed from all. Wow, for now. But he did write dot, 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 for now. But really, Wall of Fame, Allen for, his, for working to his strengths, and Brown for doing his usual, greater than 100 yards receiving. Hashtag Let's Go Buffalo, which is Mike Zink, writes Wall of Fame, Big Josh Allen. Wall of Shame, Ufa, the Dolphins' very offensive line. Ufa, the Dolphins' very offensive line. Thorpe writes in, Wall of Fame, you kidding me? Only one winner here. McDermott won a challenge call. <laughs> That's a great one. He did. Wow. What is what is that like? What is he? I think he's like one for 15. No, two for 15 now. Um Turned the on what a challenge! Turned the onside recovery into seven points for Buffalo. Doesn't get any better than that. Wall of shame. Can't really single anyone out. Special teams 
kick coverage gets a call. Absolutely. The kick coverage. And he said, oh, oh, forgot to mention, plays of the game. Um, every beautiful sack, all seven of them, and smoke to house from Josh. 40-yarder, boom. Mind you, though, we have to say, though, this wasn't a specific deep ball by Josh Allen. It wasn't like, you know, uh, one of the plays that he's really missing. I think he's 2 for 38 still on passes with air yards over 30 because I believe that was only like a 20-yard pass in air yardage. But still, a great pass, great long pass from Josh. Can't take that away from him. Tyler Durden wrote, Wall of Fame Lee Smith. His first action without a penalty in the game. <laughs> That's a good one, man. We have some good freaking listeners and tweeters. Holy crap. Wall of Shame, special teams on the kick return. Pretty glorious day otherwise for the entire team. Absolutely. A dominating game. Jason Statham is in. Jason, So I, I want to come up with a good soundbite for Jason Statham, but I only I can only think of using like a, a soundbite from Crank, one of the best movies in general of all time, I'll say. And I don't think that's overstating anything. Maybe maybe next to Crank 2, perhaps. But uh, but yeah, it's hard to come up with a... You, you find that it's hard to come up with a, a good Jason Statham soundbite because he hasn't said a whole lot of amazing things in a lot of amazing movies. He's just an amazing actor, that's all. So Jason Statham writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, five, five games without an interception, threw the ball well, ran when needed to get good yards, all-around good gay. Or all-around good day. Special mention for John Brown, Matt Milano, and Tremaine Edmonds. Absolutely. Wall of shame, special teams for giving up too many return yards, and also Dable for trying to pull off a stash. (laughs) Did you guys check out Brian Dable's mustache before the game? Did you guys see those those picks? It looked a little bit like, uh, it looked looked kind of similar to Andy Reid out there. But uh, but man, if that's what it takes, man, going from the beard to the stash, because you know what they say about stashes: with great mustache comes great responsibility. So, wait, if I go in there, I could get hurt. No, no, with great mustache comes great responsibility. Hanover, uh, Bill six and three tweets in Wall of Fame: John Brown, Josh Allen, Stephen Hauschka. That order. John Brown and Allen coalesced like nuts and bolts of the same size. Nice. Nice analogy. Some wonky throws on Josh's end, but that's not out of the norm. Wall of shame? I'm honestly not sure. I can't think of anyone. Beanie, by the way, she's been messaging us and tweeting us and letting us know, uh, asking us if, if someone has won the uh, John Brown signed jersey. So, um, so she's hoping to be the one this week. We'll see if she is. Wall of fame, she says, that D-line. We were giving sacks the way Oprah gives away cars. You get a sack. You get a sack. Wall of shame, special teams, and Wallace, Levi Wallace. I think we should give Kevin Johnson the majority of snaps from now on. Another Sunday with no turnovers for Josh. Just saying. Man, a lot of people down on Levi Wallace. I, I'm not opposed to giving Kevin Johnson more snaps. I'd really like to see how this defense performs. with the, Trey White had that big, huge gaffe against Devontae Parker that um, almost led to a touchdown towards the end of the game as the uh, Dolphins were driving. But, um, you know, overall, I can't be too upset. 335 yards, though, is a lot of yards passing for uh, for this secondary, though. I was kind of surprised by that. Jaron Scroggins writes in, Wall of Fame, Dable's mustache. Yes, 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 yes. Wall of Shame, whoever isn't getting Beasley more involved. Agreed. We've always kind of been hard on Dable for not getting Singletary involved. That seemed obvious. I'd say the next person needs more than 
because we just we just have so many freaking good tweets, man. It's hard to it's hard to stop. Honestly, Kevin Whitney writes in Wall of Fame Matt Milano. If the guy was on a team like Baltimore or New England, he'd get the recognition he deserves. A hundred percent agree with this, Kevin. Hundred percent. He would be he would be Pro Bowler, All Pro talk already. The guy's unbelievable. Ever since he stepped on the field as a rookie, um, Wall of Shame. The Bill special teams absolutely awful. And I think we'll end with this one. Wall of Fame, Allen, a confident interception-free outing. This is I'm sorry, this is from Richard Griswold, Richard W. Griswold. Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, a confident interception-free outing, three pass touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. John Brown, big receptions, bigger yards after catch. Coaching box, if Dable is nearsighted, this is the biggest development all season. <laughs> Jordan Poyer, a heads-up fumble recovery. That was an amazing play. I know it didn't make our play of the game, but the Jordan Poyer fumble recovery from uh, Alan Hearns just kind of dropping it all of a sudden was an, was a was a great heads-up play by Jordan Poyer. And I believe that was the play that Sean McDermott challenged and actually got, correct? Nice. The Bills run D, 13 carries, 23 yards, 1.8 yards per carry. See, that's what I'm talking about. Richard W. Griswold is, again, one of those tweeters that just comes with the stats, comes with the takes. It's not just like Wall of Fame, Allen, Wall of Shame, you know, special teams. And then Adam Talmadge. Okay, this is the last one because Adam's always in. Adam always coming in. Adam Talmadge writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, John Brown. Best game they played all year. Hauschka bounced back and was perfect. Wall of Shame, special teams allowed an onside kick recovery allowed a 101-yard kick return for a touchdown and got owned by Danny Crossman. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. So thank you for everyone for your tweets into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago Casino Resort in Waterloo, New York. So, um, you know, we usually go over any major injuries for the game. There was a huge injury to Ty Inseki where he had to be where he had to be carted off the field. So that didn't look good. Um was looking earlier at Twitter and banged up bills. Kyle uh, trembled over at banged up bills, was listening to it over in the car, and he says, doesn't sound good. Sounds like a fracture, which I'm sure it is if, based on the air cast and them carting him off the field. Um, probably, I can't imagine we get him back for the rest of the season, which is, which kind of sucks because a lot of us believe that he was, he had the edge over, over Cody Ford for uh, the right tackle position. Cody Ford constantly gets beaten by speed, and it was really uh, it's tough to see Nseki out there and see his season end. Hopefully, he comes back for camp in the next season um, as a right tackle. So, uh, so yeah, so that was unfortunate. So, any final thoughts on today's game, guys? We have the uh, the top right now in the AFC. Like that's a big deal. Like that's a good thing. Um, we got the three and seven Broncos next week in Buffalo. So you got to feel good about that. So think that uh, eight and three is a really good possibility. Is there anything I missed? Is there anything you guys wanted to discuss before I uh, before I go into the uh, the John Brown signed jersey giveaway? Well, here's one for you. So we're seven and three, right? It's the fourteenth time the Bills have gone seven and three in franchise history. All other thirteen times, <clears throat> excuse me, all other thirteen times they've made the playoffs, including six title appearances. Wow, dude, John, John. Stat of the game. Stats of the game. God. Well done, John. So so we're definitely making the playoffs is what you're saying. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that that's – you heard it here first. John from Circling the Wagon said we're definitely making the playoffs. Is that All right, man. Nice. What do you, for... you guys think point spread next week is? Point spread for next week? 
against the Denver Broncos in Buffalo. Three and seven, Denver Broncos in Buffalo. I'm going to say six and a half. What do you think? Six. <laughs> What'd you say? 6.4? <laughs> Opening at five and a half. I, I like that. Dude, I love I that. I think we make the, the trip to Del Lago next week and hammer that. Oh, dude, I'm I'm getting in the car right now and going over to Del Lago and hammering that. Do you know what the over-under? Five and a half, seven at three bills against the three and seven Broncos in Buffalo. Buffalo. Home team's supposed to get three points. And the, are they going to get some respect? I know. The Broncos have a backup quarterback, too, as their starter. Like, this is this is a no-brainer. <laughs> so, so, Mike, you gave me. You, make... you, in, I mean, if you, to take money out of your 401k, you can just put it back. <laughs> True. I mean, I mean, you when just... you say, I, mean I, I like the bat, but when you start talking no-brainer, I get excited. I mean, you're just borrowing from yourself in your 401k, right? So you really, I mean, you're not hurting anyone. <laughs> you're paying interest, but you just have to pay yourself back. So whatever. <laughs> it's, for, it's just like a couple of days interest. That's nothing. Uh, like you can put, well, you can't put in double probably. You can put back what you took out and then just play with the doubled up. Yeah, these these betting thoughts are, um, thoughts and feelings are only by the Circling the Wagon podcast, not by Del Lago Casino. But yeah, man, you should definitely bet some money on it. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right, let's do our... Don't you think, though, five and a half? Dude, that's nothing. That's that's. I think that's easily doable. Absolutely. In Buffalo, are you kidding me? Definitely. All right, let's do it. Broncos minus Bradley Chubb. He's on IR for the year, so... Who? Bradley... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, dude, I'm all in. I'm all in. Hey, maybe maybe we show up to Delago um, next week to do our uh, our appearance, and uh, we'll just put it all together. So, um, it gets more more and more outlandish. It does. It does. Let's just do a ten game parlay. You know, just just do it. Whatever. It's just watch, watch. That was another thing. that was funny. Um, it's. Do a ten game parlay. And we're just like, wow, we got ten teams. Right? It's like twenty bucks. <laughs> we just win twenty. Um, so let's do our what everyone's been waiting for, and probably what ninety nine percent of the people have just fast forwarded this whole podcast to get to is the John Brown autograph signed jersey. Now, if you are one of these people that still wants to know how, if you're a listener, because we obviously have more than 50 or 60 listeners, just barely though, not that many more than 50 or 60, but we have 50 or 60 contestants now to win this autographed signed jersey of John Brown. So if you're one of those people that isn't in yet, but wants to be in, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and then retweet the original John Brown tweet. You can find it in our Twitter timeline or just message me or tweet me and I will send it over to you so you can retweet it and uh, leave us a review. Actually, um, uh, Gentleman by the name of Jared Scroggins just got in like right before the podcast. He's like, Hey, how do you, how do I get into this? You know, John Brown signed Jersey. I'm like, Oh, all you have to do is just do this, this, and this. And he did it within like 10 minutes. So it's not that hard to do. In fact, like 60 people have done it. It's just that you have to listen each week too to actually know if you won. Like I mentioned the first week, our good friend Dave, Dave <laughs> won. And I know he listens. He just didn't listen last week. And one of the guys that the guy that actually we picked last week listens and he's very active on Twitter with us. Cool guy. His name is Braden. And he just 
didn't listen to that one and get back to me. So if you are listening to this podcast and you win, you have to respond to me. You have to message me. You have to tweet me. You have to message me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and let me know that you win and let so I can send it to you. So again, you know, not worry. I'm starting to think like you're blocking these people as soon as you pick the one. Post them. <laughs> I block them on Twitter so that there's no way they can find me. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it just keeps the suspense going. You know, but luckily there's like eight or ten people that are constantly messaging me. Hey, did somebody win? I'm like, no, no. So if one of those eight or ten people gets it, like, you know, this week, then I think we're going to be okay. I thought we were good last week. I was wrong. Braden was listening, so maybe this week, okay? So, all right. Let's try to do a uh, a week drum roll, please. Boop. Oh, I think we might have a winner here. We'll see. This one is from Talmage 18 which is Adam Talmadge. I do know that for a fact because he's in every single week on the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. But, Adam, you have to listen to this podcast and you have to message me. And uh, you have to let me know that you listened and that you know you're the winner and you have to send me your address. So, t- Adam Talmadge, even though you're a regular contributor, the Wall of Famer, Wall of Shamer, each week, I'm pretty sure you listened. I'm pretty sure you had a really nice review that you left us. Um, you have to get back to us, okay? So, so for now, we'll say congratulations to Adam. We'll see you next week if he listens and he gets back to us. But this is a good time to end the podcast, guys. Really good talking to both of you again, getting in the, the groove of it. Always good to talk bills after a victory. Always pumped to walk into work on Monday. You know, chest puffed a little bit. Not, not, not puffed out too much because it was the Dolphins. But, you know, feeling good about myself. And, uh, yeah, so... The Bills facing the three and seven Broncos next week in Buffalo. Signing off for John. Seven and three. Go Bills. Let's go. Super Bowl. For Mike. Lock Dable upstairs in the press box and lay some coin on the Bills to win by more than five and a half next week. And for me, Nate, go Bills. The Bills sweeping the Dolphins this season. Going into next week against this weak ass spread and the weak ass Broncos. And enjoy this. The Buffalo Bills 2019 anthem from recording artist Don Brown. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, hey. It's the Buffalo Bills, hey. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Frank Gore, John Brown, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jerry Hughes, who's blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us. No. Number one, no one on top of us. What they gonna do when Matt Milano coming with the blitz off the edge? Yeah. Don't you throw it in the air, cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept. Star lot of Louis double team, now the team getting easy sacks. Yeah. Jerry Hughes with the double moves, coming straight for the quarterback. Uh. Take him down, take him down. Yeah. McDermott clapping on the side. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Uh. 
It's the Buffalo Bills, hey. It's the Buffalo Bills, hey. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. It's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Frank Gore, John Brown. Who's stopping us? Jordan Poyer, Trey Day, Rizzo. Who blocking us? See nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped at Josh Allen looking down the field. See no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock. 70 yards, will it be caught? Zay Jones or Cole Beasley. Down the field, past the whole roster. So that's Robert Foster, make it so easy. Touchdown, new era field, rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. House money kicking, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin and Frank, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't Buffalo, Buffalo, it's the Mafia, Nate Arbel, Don Brown on the podcast, who's stopping us? Circling the wagons with the Mafia, who's stopping us? No one. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.